When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf and welcome to my podcast, Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, where I try to help you clean up the mental mess and experience more peace and happiness in your life with the challenges of day-to-day struggles and those big things and the traumas of the past. I try and help you to edit that and manage the mess. So thank you for joining me today and I and today I'm going to be talking about how to get out of a shame spiral. Once again, a response to an excellent question and a question I also get asked a lot, which is, you know, about the shame spiral. But before we begin, if you want to listen to any of my content ad-free, plus have bonus episodes and live Q&As, please go and subscribe to my Patreon account. I'll put the link and the details in the show notes. And also, once again, this podcast is for educational purposes and it's not intended for as medical advice. If you need medical advice, please contact the appropriate medical professional. And now, on to today's podcast. Okay, the shame spiral. So the question I got asked was really good. How can an individual who's feeling worthless feel better about themselves? How can they get rid of or get out of the shame spiral? And what advice would I offer them and what techniques could they find helpful? So first of all, there's two things there, feeling worthless and they've linked that to shame. So this worthlessness has been linked to shame. So what is shame? Shame is, I mean, we've all felt it in our lives. We feel ashamed of ourselves. We feel bad about ourselves. We're criticizing ourselves. We, it makes you feel sick inside where you feel like you just want to crawl under a rock and you feel it's devastating. It can be incapacitating. It can lead to self-hatred. Shame often comes from guilt. So guilt can either spiral you forward or spiral you into a shame cycle. So forward-moving guilt is the ability to realize, okay, I'm feeling guilt. Let me embrace the guilt. Let me see why I'm feeling guilt. What did I do wrong here? It's okay. We all mess up. How can I fix this? How can I move forward? How this has happened, what can I do? So the guilt spurs you into moving forward and solving the problem and learning. Then there's the other type of guilt where you look at this and think, how could I have done this? Or how could I be like this? Or how could this, whatever it is. And that that is puts you into that feeling of guilt. So instead of learning from the guilt, accepting that you can make a mess, and that guilt is actually showing you what you did wrong and you can grow from that, It you actually then take this as an attack on how bad you are, how worthless you are, how you've got, how you are, can't do anything, and you start spiraling into shame. I'm ashamed of myself. And you get immersed and stuck in, in a shame about yourself. And that brings up a toxic thought. Here's my famous toxic tree that's caught up in everything. And so there's the shame reaction it triggers another so there's an incident that happens it made you feel guilty you don't prepare and grow from it you feel worse so now this thing has got big you're feeling ashamed i'm bad i'm this i'm that you're saying all these things about you and instead of looking for the root 
and saying, okay, I did this, it is bad, I, 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 that, I've got reason to feel guilt, I'm going to move forward, I'm going to deconstruct and reconstruct, I get stuck here, I don't look there, I get stuck in this coding, in this wiring over here, and because I'm focusing on this, this then without, with bypasses the root and goes and pulls up other thoughts that are that are that have made you feel shameful in the past or just goes and finds anything negative and you become like this pulls up one and then it pulls up another one and another one before you know it your mind is spiraling from all these terrible things that you have supposedly done or how bad you are as a person and you start destroying your self-worth and start and that's that's a shame spiral that will then affect as we know everything you say everything you do how you function etc so it's really important that we catch those shame spirals before they control us and you always can as you've heard me say we can always catch and edit these things and that's what the whole concept of becoming aware and you know things happen to us they go into us we experience life we're in an environment we we are structured in such a way that whatever we experience in an environment is going to be wired in or coded in to our brain and our body and then land up being having an impact on our brain and our body and an impact on how we turn up, what we say and what we do. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. A lot of us will drop anything to go and help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well, but how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? One of my resolutions for 2022 is to treat myself like I would my best friend. And one way I'm going to do this is to spend more time doing the things that make and bring me joy, such as walking my two puppies or reading novels in the bath. Therapy is another great way we can take care of ourselves. Indeed, you don't have to be in a crisis mode to benefit from therapy. Therapy can provide preventative and protective strategies so that when things do get tough, you'll know what to do. It's one of the best gifts you can give yourself. And this month, BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. Cleaning up the mental mess listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash drleaf. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash drleaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. So if we see this whole process, this is the whole mind-brain connection. And, and just if you, for, for, to give you another analogy, here's a computer. We could see the brain as being this computer, like the hardware. The brain is hardware, like a computer, but way, way, way more complex than a computer, but it's hardware. Without your mind, the brain can't do anything. Without the software programmed into this computer, the computer can't do anything. But with the software, I can use my computer to, with Google Docs, with my podcast now, I can email, I can text, I can do Google searches, I can do Zoom meetings, I can do all these things because my software has been coded into the computer. Now, what's happening in life is that we are experiencing everything and every experience by the way that the mind-brain-body relationship works, everything we experience is going into our brain. It's being literally coded into our brain, like things get coded into a computer. What we can do is we can learn to recognize when that coding is toxic 
and by looking at the symptoms that it's producing, like shame, in this case, shame. So that is now, there's some, that shame is coming from something that's happened that's coded wrong and it's blocking the functioning. And like, and, and you need, to, you need to actually have a look at what is coded in and we need to then, from the signals, edit that code. And this is what we can actually learn to do. We can become quite skilled at doing that, very skilled, but it takes a lot of practice. And each new experience that we have that is a toxic experience that gets coded in, that shows up through how we, uh, through the signals of how we show up in life, we, we can learn to tune into those, to edit those and manage those. So some of the things, so shame is one of those, those signals. Shame is a signal telling us that there's something that we've wired in. There's something that's wired in, coded into the brain, like a software that's coded in, it's not working properly. So it's, it's something's come in, it's not working properly, it's affecting the functioning of your computer. Now, sometimes you can do this on your own. You can do this editing process on your own. And as you know, I talk a lot about the neurocycle as being a system that you can use to do this editing process and that sometimes you need support and help in doing that. So sometimes it can be the shame, you, you can be so stuck in shame that it's uh, that you feel so worthless and you got so stuck in that a cycle of hatred that you think, well, you just deserve anything bad and then your behavior becomes come, becomes maybe quite aggressive or something. So it's almost like you're purposefully alienating people because you hate yourself so much and then you use that almost as evidence, oh, okay, this is a, this I deserve this because I'm so bad and this whole negative cycle can get set up. So the shame spiral can produce a lot of negative impacts in your life and that's why it's really good to recognize and to manage and just a couple of things about in our, I just want to make read what I've written here about in our society today, it, it can be really easy to have your self-worth damaged and to fall into, into feelings of shame. We're bombarded with the shame of not living up to our own expectations. Like, you know, what are your goals? What are your passions? Why haven't you, haven't you achieved them yet? You know, the whole hustle, hustle, hustle lifestyle. The expectation that others have on you, why haven't you looked up to them? So you disappoint them, so you disappoint yourself, so you feel ashamed because you haven't lived up to these expectations. You see all these people's curated lives and, and you can't live up to that, then you feel shame. So we bombarded with that and that's all coding in and that's bad coding. We're coding in all this, I should be like that and if I'm not like that, then I'm bad and I'm shameful and I can't do this. And So that's also another major contributing factor that, that is our environment, the way it's set up. Currently, is, is, it's very easy to be bombarded and to start feeling shame about your own sense of expectations or others' expectations or achievements, etc. It's kind of hard to live up the to the photoshopped and retouched images that seem to tell us that we have to be like that and be happy like that. I mean, there's a lot of discussion. What I'm saying here is not new. But the thing is, are, is it affecting you? We, when we have the signal of shame, we do need to look, is the root cause being bombarded by social media curated lives and that I can't live up to that. Is it someone else's expectation? Is it that I have followed a certain wellness guru's plan for how you should look perfect or be the most successful in your business and it didn't work so you're feeling shame? Or is it that you've had some kind of major toxic experience in your life and you just see yourself as unworthy? So you have to do that work to cut that shame spiral and that work is this editing because that's being coded in or wired into the brain and coming full circle back to how I started. Sometimes you can do that alone, but sometimes you need help and support to do that. So shame is one of those things that you really may need to reach out quite extensively and it may be to a loved one or a therapist or a counselor to actually 
try and work through how you see yourself, which is this part down to the root cause of why, and then deconstructing that, taking that, destabilizing that, taking that away and moving into a healthier pattern. So it's easy to give into these voices in today's society, listening to them and allowing them to tell you who and what you should be and how your life should look and to take root inside our heads which root, literally root inside our heads, coded inside of our brains and in our body, every cell of our body. So this is very real. So, and then it falls into this shame spiral, feeling like you'll never be able to live up to what society deems you should be as worthy or what this person or whatever's causing that shame spiral. Shame is not who you are. Shame is a destructive force that the only way to conquer shame is to embrace it as a signal and find what it is pointing to. And with or without help, deconstructing and reconstructing. So how can we escape the spiral? I'm going to give you three basic tips. I've given you the basic overarching thing that we need to find the root and that we can use the neurocycle to help us find the root. The neurocycle is a system that I've developed that helps you to get your mind driving your brain in the right direction. So it's going to help you edit. Okay, so that's really what it's doing. It's a system to help you edit the impact of life in your life, okay, in your mind, brain, and body. Okay, so three, now going in a little bit more detail, here's our, here are three sort of hands-on tips that you can use within the neurocycle process. And these, the first one is stop comparing your life with others. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so here I say it, and I still compare my life with others. You know, this is like not me saying I've got it all right, but I do tell myself not to compare myself with others, and I do com- and I do catch myself doing it, and I, as minute I'm doing that in a negative way, I feel awful. I feel shame starting. I feel a, a, like a little bit of worthlessness, and if I stay there, that picture that I described is going to stop bringing up, you didn't do this right, you didn't do that right, look what they do. And it can go into that whole shame spiral and bring a bunch of other stuff too. You know, you can start getting depressed and anxious and, you know, you name it, it, it can happen. So what we want to do instead of to, to stop comparing. So if I say stop comparing yourself, I'm, I'm going to give you the technique of how. So the how you do that is to embrace the comparing, okay? So it sounds it sounds counterintuitive. To say stop comparing is like the white bear effect. Because I've said stop comparing, you're just going to carry on comparing. So the way to stop comparing is not to worry about the comparing anymore, but to embrace the comparing. Can you get that shift? It's a shift and it's a massive shift. And the shift is, so instead of me, instead of you telling yourself, oh, I mustn't compare myself, I mustn't compare myself, and that becomes an issue because you, it makes you want to compare yourself even more. It's like, I must sleep, I must sleep, I must sleep, and you can't sleep. Embrace the not sleeping. Embrace the comparing. Okay, I am comparing myself to X, Y. Be curious. Do a little neurocycle. Gather awareness. Give yourself permission. Why am I comparing myself? What is it? What are the details? Reflect on that. Write that down. And then get to the recheck point where you say, okay, well, I'm comparing because of this, this, and this. So what's a healthier way? How can I see, you know, this is coming from some, this X, Y, Z insecurity. It's coming from this. This neurocycle will take you, by the time you get to the fourth step, maybe over, you may not get to it the first day. In fact, you, you won't. It's going to take you the cycles of 63 days as I'm, as I've been telling you constantly, consistently on this, on this podcast, as well as in all my materials. You need to get to that route, but your recheck is the little bit that you learned today. How can I now manage this just for, in this, in this particular moment. 
and then you can build on that over time. So you use the neurocycle in the moment and then over time. So if I'm constantly comparing myself and this is a pattern in my life and it's to certain groups of people or a person or a genre or something that you keep comparing to and it's consistent that you notice every time or you can't even look at that person's social media or something like that or you're obsessed with looking at it. If that is a pattern and it's been happening for a while, you're going to have to do a full 63-day. But in the moment for today, you can do a short neurocycle it doesn't override the others. You've still got to do the big, the whole full cycle over 63 days to try and find, to deconstruct and reconstruct the root because the editing process to wire out and wire in is going to take that time. But in the moment, you can manage the moment by doing a quick neurocycle saying, okay, I'm comparing again. It's making me feel like this. I think it's because of this. And I'm going to not allow myself to think about this. I'm going to mute that. I'm not going to look at that anymore. I'm not going to think about it today and I'm going to work on it in my daily neurocycle. So that I've done a five-step process in under like 10, 20 seconds, but I'm going to do the full process over 63 days. Otherwise, this is going to keep on coming back and dragging me down into shame because I'm comparing myself. So comparison is one of the surest ways to get into a shame spiral if you stay in that comparison. So if you stay stuck comparing and comparing and comparing, you're knocking yourself all the time. But if I say, okay, I'm comparing, I'm embracing that, there's a reason why I'm going to deconstruct, there's a massive difference. The one gets you out of the shame spiral, the one keeps you in the shame spiral, okay? So keeping comparing keeps you in the shame spiral versus if I embrace it and I work with it in the quick moment and then over the 63 days, I stop the shame spiral. And as I keep saying, you may need to do this with someone if it's really debilitating, Okay, it's debilitating how you're functioning. People age at different speeds and the date on your license may not represent your inner biological age at all. If you're looking for ways to extend your health span, improve your mental health and slow down the aging process, many of the keys to health and longevity run in your blood. That's why Inside Tracker provides you with a personalized plan to boost your metabolism, reduce stress, improve sleep and optimize your mental and physical health for the long haul. Created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics, Inside Tracker analyzes your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data to identify where you're optimized and where you're not. You'll get a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, nutrition, and supplementation for your body. Add Inner Age 2.0 to any plan for a definitive calculation of your true biological age to see how you're aging from the inside out. For a limited time, get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just go to insidetracker.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. That's insidetracker.com forward slash Dr. Leaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. So I also said here, the law of the brain is diversity. You really can't be anyone else except yourself. And you make an amazing you. So it's things like knowing that your diversity, your uniqueness, your unique way that you filter the world is unique to you and you can do something that no one else can do. That may be something in this shame spiral that you need to keep reminding yourself of, that it's a scientific fact that your brain and body are diverse, your mind is diverse, there's something you can do that no one else can do. And that may be part of this whole process of you're not going to believe it the first day. So don't use it like a positive affirmation. Use it consistently over time, but build that into potentially your active reach. And telling yourself, this is a scientific fact, well, let me try and learn to believe it. I'm going to try and believe it. It's better than saying, I am can do something that no one else can do in the process of the neurocycle. Rather say something like, 
This is a scientific fact. I don't believe it yet, but I'm going to try and believe this. And maybe I'll believe it a little bit more tomorrow. And as the days go by, you start learning to look at yourself differently. Look at what you've achieved. Because the recheck will, when you compare, you'll say, why am I really comparing? What can I do? What can I do that they can't do? You know, use that as a guiding factor. I can do something that they can't do, not to try and beat them down, enhance them, be excited for them. But you can do something just as amazing. You're just as amazing. You have your own unique way. Okay. Then the second thing is surround yourself with people that love you and that will listen to you, be honest with you, lift you up, encourage you, not just tell you what you've done wrong, but also tell you what you've done wrong in love in terms of like, hey, that upset me, but this isn't, you know, it's, it's, it's positive criticism as opposed to critiques that you can learn, but that will also boost you and say, hey, well done. You know, and, and it's amazing. And even when you get irritated or whatever, I still love you. Surround yourself that you can be immersed in, in, in that love environment with people saying those things to you. And it's, it creates a safe space where you won't feel like you're being judged, where you won't feel like you're worthless because people that love you value you. Okay. And that's what you need. You need a good boost of that. And it may not be so difficult. You may be in a work environment or a home environment where it's not so difficult, but as far as possible to try and surround yourself with people that love you. When you feel worthless, don't be afraid to ask for help. As I've said, text or call a loved one. Go for coffee with a friend or a family member. You just may need to say, listen, I'm feeling like this. You know, like, I feel like I can't do this. I'm not so good at this. And, you know, they can just turn around to you and say, hey, you know, like, you're okay. I mean, I'll give you an example in my own life that I have started doing TikToks now. And I, listen, I'm pathetic at them. You know, I can do all this other stuff and everything, and there's so much I can do. But I have three of my four children that work for us. And my youngest daughter, she is the one who is running that part of, um, of she, she manages, the, 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 besides working with um, other things like the research, she's helping me get the whole TikTok thing going. And she's brilliant. And she comes up with all these great ideas and she guides me. And I mean, the other day I couldn't even get my hands in the right position. And, you know, but I'm practicing and she's guiding me. And I was feeling so stupid and worthless and ashamed that I couldn't do it. And because she loves me and she was initially got a little frustrated and irritated. And she said, Mom, you can do this. And she suddenly just immersed me in love. And she, you know, and then I got one right. And she said, yeah, you see, you can do it. And, you know, and that that made me. I could have swung into a shame spiral that would have blocked me and it did for a bit because I just couldn't get one thing right, simple thing right for like 20 minutes and then eventually I got it right and and I felt so good and I felt loved and I felt, felt surrounded by love and I know that's maybe just a small little thing and that your shame is much bigger than that but it's an example of where I could have gone into a shame spiral and just not done TikTok but I need to do it because it's a great platform and it's a great positive way of getting great mental health out there to um, predominantly a young generation. It's a very, it's a, it's a great platform. So I want to conquer that, but I can't if I'm ashamed of myself, or if I'm ashamed of how I'm doing it. I'm going to keep on trying, make mistakes, accept the mistakes, accept the messes. Okay. But it's being surrounded by someone that loves me, that has been a- enabled me and encouraged me to keep going and not get stuck in the shame spiral. What we eat is so important, not just for our physical health, but our mental health as well. We are all on different journeys and we all have unique bio-individual needs. And that's why I love Noom. 
This is a program that gives you the support and knowledge you need to make positive choices even when it's difficult. By learning the psychology behind your habits and better understanding your relationship with food, you'll gain the wisdom you need to continue making long-term positive choices. It's a flexible approach. It focuses on progress, not perfectionism, and allows you to work towards your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. It's a psychology-based approach. It really helps you to have a better understanding of cravings, eating habits, how to deal with food triggers, and that can give you tremendous awareness of what you eat and how what you eat is helping to actually influence your mood and stress levels and then what you can do to improve how what you eat impacts your mental well-being. I love that Numi is so empowering and flexible and an off day is okay and won't impede your progress and Noom always helps you get back on track. It's all about progress, not perfection. So there's no need to worry about fitting Noom into your schedule. All you need is just 5, 10 or 15 minutes a day and how much time you'll want to spend is entirely up to you. Start building better habits today for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash drleaf. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash drleaf. The link and details will be in the show notes. Third thing is, and you've, this is something you've heard me talk about a lot before, but when it comes to shame, it's very important. Don't let thoughts just wander through your mind, okay, without being checked. Especially, so, and I always say this, you give yourself moments to daydream, but you, when, when you are going through the course of the day, if you're not in an actual thinker moment that I've spoken about before, and you can go and see my podcast where I explain a lot about thinker moments, they essentially where you switch off to the external, switch on, onto the internal and let your mind wander and daydream, but it's organized. If it's a short period of time, 30 seconds to two minutes, you can just let your mind wander for a reboot. But it's anything longer, like anything longer than two minutes, you need to let your mind wander, but not just let those thoughts take over. So as your mind is wandering, be very self-regulated to watch what as where is my mind wandering to. And there you can see when it comes to shame, when you do self-regulate and watch your thoughts, literally stand back and watch your own thoughts, you can actually start seeing the kind of statements you're making to yourself that are leading to the the sense of shame. So marinating on a toxic thought is one of the biggest predictors of mental ill health, you know, marinating, ruminating, allowing that thought just to go round and round and round and round. So I'm saying daydream, mind wonder, to find that round and round and round, the, the coding that's got stuck, okay, and then grab that because as soon as you grab that and you become aware of it it gets weakened and then you can start doing all the the neurocycle work to um, deal with it okay so you control those thoughts by you self-regulating watching them and then this is the editing process so you literally deliberately go into a mind-wandering state to look for those thoughts that are pretty much going to point towards how you see yourself, which is leading to the feelings of shame. And as you do that process, it's going to help with the process of finding the root so that you can deconstruct and reconstruct into the truth. Because shame is definitely not the truth about you. Okay. It's important to remember that thoughts change the structure of our brains. Okay. So that's why we want to edit them, that this experience has edit, changed our brain which in turn affects how we live our lives. So when we when I talk about editing the thought, capturing the thought using the neurocycle, we're talking about changing the impact that this thought has had on the mind, brain, and body and leading to more shame. So that's why I keep on saying we've got to get it to deconstruct and to reconstruct it. Practice thinking about your thinking, perhaps writing down your thoughts as, you, as your mind is wandering, okay? So for example, if you feel like you're not pretty enough to be loved, write that thought down. So if your mind is wandering and you... St- 
deliberately stand back like I've told you and observe your own thinking, deliberately self-regulate. Okay, what am I thinking about? What is going through my mind? And you write down, I'm not pretty enough to be loved, or I just can't get this right with TikTok. I'm so stupid. I'll never get this right and whatever. How many times did you in that 15, 16, 20, 30 minutes, did that thought come up? Or during the course of a day, how many times has it come up? So every time it comes up, every time you find yourself you know, thinking of those, 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 those self-critique statements that you're making, write them down so that you can get a record. As you're writing them down, you are controlling them. You're getting a level of control. And that's why writing is such an important part of the process. Okay, so you write the thought down. You want to replace this negative opinion about yourself with, uh, with something like, well, I have beautiful eyes or I have a beautiful smile or something like that or I have amazing hair or whatever. And, you know, doing so that may sound like such a simple little thing, but what you're essentially doing is by not letting that toxic thought wander, it's not drawing on other potential toxic thoughts that have been hiding away and linking them together and growing even stronger. What you're doing is by self-regulating is you're pulling up this thought, you're looking at what it's saying, you're finding the other ones that are perhaps linked to it, you're writing them down, so you're being very proactive in weakening them in your brain, editing them, changing them, changing the structure, weakening the proteins, breaking this down, changing these dendrites, and over time, then reconstructing them into what is the truth about yourself and what's important about that truth and what are you comparing yourself to in the first place? And, you know, society standards of X, Y, and Z, you know, why is that the only way of looking pretty or whatever, or the only way of doing something? You know, find, believe in your uniqueness, all those kinds of things. But that's not, is not going to happen with a few positive affirmations. It's going to take time to get to that point. It takes time to really get that shame spiral under control. So in sum, shame is a signal that has, has taken you down the wrong direction where you are drawing on more and more negative stuff and you're getting, it's leading, it attacks your self-worth and it is attacking who you are at the core. And that is why I do recommend that you get help if you can't manage it. And these three tips in sum to help yourself to manage this is stop comparing yourself by embracing the comparison that you're making to find the root and deconstruct by surrounding yourself with people that love you, who can encourage you and support you and make you understand that you are valuable and you are worthwhile and you can do something that no one else can do. And then when thoughts, don't just let thoughts wander through your mind, use the ability that you have to stand back and observe your thoughts that are wandering through your mind to find information about them, grab them, write them down and find how, how many shame thoughts there are so that you can disseminate them, break them down, deconstruct them and reconstruct them. So in other words, you can, by not just letting thoughts wander through your mind, you can find the patterns of of shame statements that are keeping you stuck in that spiral of shame. So you're being, you're being proactive about breaking that shame cycle. So these three things work really well within the neurocycle to break that shame cycle and for you to do what only you can do. Thanks for joining me today. Look forward to speaking to you next time. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. 
Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.